Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Omie's Corner. We're back, back to back, week after week, episode after episode. We're coming with all the content that you need this September to make sure that we're continuing to develop ourselves with um, transferable skills and learning about different things. So today's episode is one that, again, I'm really, really excited for. It is part of our interview with series, essentially, where I interview people usually our age who I think are doing really important impactful things and um, making huge changes and so without further ado I would like my very special guest I don't want to introduce her I think she should introduce herself so I'm gonna without further ado allow my special guest to introduce herself. Hello everyone um, my name is Ife. I am the co-founder of a Christian union called P4G, which stands for Plugged In for Christ. I am also the founder and CEO of a newly created social enterprise called EYG, which stands for Empowering Younger Generations. And I've recently been elected as an interreligious Commonwealth Youth Ambassador, which is quite long. But yeah, those are the three things that I'm doing at the moment. Wow, wow. So we have a businesswoman, we have someone who is there for her faith, for Christ, and we'd love to see it. Um, I don't even, it's like, where do we begin with Ifair? Because she's just so into so many different avenues. So I suppose what we'll do is kind of get you to talk through each of those, first of all, just to give our audience an idea of what it is that you actually do, if that makes sense. So I guess, firstly, Let's talk about um, the EYG network, because this is your biggest and latest enterprise that you're going into. So I think it would be really good for, first of all, for you to explain to the listeners, what is the EYG network? What is its role? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, So EYG, like I said, stands for Empowering Younger Generations, and we're a network that literally um, aims to empower the future generations, the younger generations, specifically people between the ages of 11 to 16. And our essence is all about empowering, educating, um, equipping and encouraging those young individuals to go out and be change makers, trailblazers, and to learn important life skills. Because um, the reason why I founded EYG was I noticed schools weren't teaching important life skills like finance and budgeting and how to save um, tax Mm. and loads of different things even confidence um, which all like topics I'm very passionate about so that was a reason as to why I started EYG it was more out of frustration that schools weren't doing enough to teach about important life skills. Mm. So in terms of so you've covered a bit of why you started it and again I I, if you listen to the episode um, of an an interview I did with Melissa, a black creative, which Mm. if you haven't listened to, once you listen to this episode, you're going to go and listen to it. (laughs) And um, what we discussed there was, again, a lot of what this podcast is about is not just the whys, but the hows. We want practicalities. Mm. So if it would be great if you could give us a lowdown, because I think when we look at businesses, when we look at networks, it's very easy to just think, oh, it appeared out of nowhere. No. If they had to put in a lot of work. So for the listeners, could you maybe explain what are the practicalities that you go into when setting up a network? Like what what does what do you even begin to think of? What do you do mm-hmm. when you want to start a network? What logistics do you need? What kind of planning does it take? So kind of just let us into that process. 
Yeah, sure. I'm I'm going to be really honest. I had this idea like probably I think a year, two years ago. So I knew I wanted to do something like this, but I never mm. did because obviously I was in full-time education and I was just really busy with other things. So I always said, okay, when I have a bit more time, I'll spend time, you know, creating this social enterprise, but I never did. Then quarantine came and I thought this is a perfect time. I already sort of planned out what I wanted to do, um, but I hadn't really taken time to plan it out. Um, but yeah, this quarantine came, it was a perfect opportunity. Uh, I planned out some of the goals that I wanted, vision that I had for it, where I see it going, and just like a rough idea, but I never really saw it going past like, you know, a few people. I just thought, let me just start something and see. Um, and I'm a big, big go-getter. I do things, take risks. If it doesn't work, then at least I've tried and I like reinvent it again. So mm. I held a masterclass on confidence because I love talking about confidence and self-love. Um, so I held a confidence masterclass for young people aged um, 11 to 14. Um, and turnout was really, really good. I had great feedback. And then I thought, actually, you know what? Let's let's get the show on the road. Like, let's actually start with mm. Um, and it really just started from a passion. I always say that if you're going to do something like uh, starting a social enterprise or starting something that's to do with community, you have to have a passion. There's no point doing it if you're not passionate about that thing. Um, so, yeah, I just said, let me start. Um, like I said, I put some goals together. I'd already held a masterclass. So I had a few bits and pieces of feedback and some potential people that would become members. Um, so I drafted out things and then from there it went like, okay, I kind of need a team. I need people who buy into my idea because it's great to have a visionary, but a visionary can't be the only person carrying it. So, um, mm. yeah, I wanted people to join the team that buy into the vision that are very, very passionate about young people as well. Um, so I put out a few feelers um, and I got a few people who were interested. And from there we built a team and from the team, we've just been able to create a network. Um, and practically, we had to obviously register ourselves as a social enterprise um, so that mm. Companies House could um, officially recognize us. But in terms of practicalities, it's really about knowing the strengths and weaknesses of your team members. So everyone, the team, fantastic team. I really have to say like, we are an amazing team. Honestly, each and every one of them make up EYG. I always tell them that like, I'm really, really grateful that they are members of the team. They really make it and carry it. Um, mm. And then practicalities went from getting feedback from young people. I was going around, what do you want to see in a network? Would you want to join a network? Um, searching, I did lots and lots of research. I love to do research. I went online and was looking at things schools were doing that I could um, implement and then looking at things schools weren't doing contacting loads of people I even think people were getting bored and tired of me because <laughs> I was just contacting and contacting like hi can I just take 10 minutes of your time I want to find out how were you able to run and this is why I always say you know it's great to network because from networking you can actually find out people that have gone a bit ahead of you what were the things that they did and how did it work for them if it didn't work mm. how can you make it better for yourself just um, to just, just to interject there that's yes, that's yes. really the the second or third time now that networking has come up on this podcast as such yeah. an important it's yeah. come up in all three of our interviews now when we spoke to the black excellence network um when we spoke to melissa 
um, as well, the importance of making connections with people and, and investing that time in saying, excuse me, I'm a fan of what you did here, or excuse me, can I find out about what you've done? So I just yeah. think it's an important note to point out for all of you listeners, networking, networking, networking. Yeah, 100%. Um, and networking is not something that's hard. It really does not require like you to be excellent or for you to have like all these magic touch. Networking really just starts from you putting out yourself there, putting yourself out there, sorry, and just being able to connect with people. Um, and it's not always about you. It's also like, how can someone provide, how can you be a value to someone else? And how can you get um, advice from people? Because networking is probably one of the best tools, um, I'd say that we have in this life, so yeah. So if you told us about the EYG network in terms of why you started it, the practicalities of it, do you want to maybe give the listeners an indication of the size of the network at the moment? So how many participants have you got? What What is the structure actually of the network? How, let's say, someone who is a 14-year-old who's interested in your network, what pipeline do they go through to get interaction with you? And at the moment, how many participants do you have? How big is your team? How are you funded? That, those kind of questions. So if you maybe want to go through a bit of that. Yeah, sure. Um, currently on our team, there are five of us. But um, as we speak now, we are recruiting and conducting interviews. So very hopeful about that. Um, in terms of participants, we are looking at, on average, about 40 people. Um, and mm. those people aren't just in the UK. So we are looking at people outside of the UK, which is fantastic. Because one of the um, visions I had for EYG is that we're not just um, restricted to one country or one continent. Like, we can spread. Um, so, yeah, that's really, really happy. And things are looking up. In terms of challenges, oh, we've had a few challenges. Um, <laughs> but I really and truly love a challenge. And I think challenges are good because you learn from mistakes, you learn from things. And one of the actual goals that I set out for EYG is that if we do make a mistake, how can we reinvent it to make it better? That's always a question I pose to the team. Like, okay, this has been a challenge or this has been something that we've done wrong. How mm. can we now make it better? How can we learn from it? Um, I think probably one of the biggest challenges that we have as an organization is how can we um, target the 11 to 16 year olds and how can we target parents? Because yeah. EYG, yes, as we said, is for people age 11 to 16, but a lot of the parents are going to be signing up their children for the um, sessions. They're going to be the ones helping us to get more word of mouth to the other parents. And really and truly, parents do make up a bulk part of our network. Um, so one of our challenges has been how can we get parents who are working nine to five or who are busy, you know, with child minding or who are busy, you know, with life. How can we just stop them for five minutes and get their attention about EYG? How can we stop them and get them to sign up for our summer camp or master classes? Um, so that's probably been one of our biggest challenges because parents are busy. They have lives. Mm. They have exactly. loads of things going on. So that's probably been one of the biggest challenges that we're facing right now. So how can we target parents without coming off too pushy or how can we not end up in their junk mail so those are the biggest challenges right now I see you know that makes complete sense so in terms of like the structure of what you're providing and let's say I'm a 14 year old would it be a system of do I choose the classes I sign up for or once I'm part of the network am I part of all of the classes like how does that system work 
Um, so how it would work is you wouldn't um, you'd sign up for to become a member of EYG. We have a little database where we collect everyone's details. So you'd sign up that you want to be a member and essentially you're a member for the whole like four years. If you're 11, if you're 14, it'd be two years. So however long up until 16 and becoming mm. a member means you have access to our regular mailing list where we send out content, send out revision materials, finance materials, loads of different materials. And then every um, sort of holiday, because we, again, are trying to cater to our young people being in schools and all of that, we then host masterclasses or workshops. So obviously we have upcoming October half term. Again, then we'd schedule a masterclass for them to be able to join. And Christmas, there'd be a masterclass um, because we don't want it to clash with school and because of everything going on right now, we don't want students to feel like they have to be devoting too much time to EYG. Um, so they get regular like emails from us with content and videos and podcast recommendations um, in their inboxes. That's amazing. So not only this sounds like so much if you're doing a lot of stuff and you're international as well. How are you balancing this with like your personal academia, I suppose? Because we haven't even got into all of your avenues of work, but just talking specifically with EYG, how do you balance this with like um, going to uni and, and all of that stuff? Like what? How, how are you working with that? To be honest, I just say I'm a quite organised person. Um, mm. People who know me know I'm very, very organised. Um, so it's not really hard in terms of that. I would also say um, having the leadership roles that I had um, during sixth form really helped because I was able to learn how to um, manage my time, multitask. And because I'm always doing things, like I really am one of those people, I can't just be idle and not do anything. I love working. So if I'm not working on a project, I'm doing something for someone or I'm leading something. So I'm quite good at multitasking. But I think the reason why I'm able to put in so much energy for EYG and do other things is just because of how organized I am. So I have a very organized sort of lifestyle, which really helps. So I know how much time I'm going to be spending on things. Obviously, life goes its way and I may spend more hours on so or like you know spend less hours than I anticipated but I think just being organized has really helped me um yeah that's what I'd say awesome so we've got organization networking so far as some top tips for our listeners so if they in terms of the EYG network what are you looking forward to for the future what are any specific goals what are your projections just what do you think that this this network will grow to be? Um, so the goal is that we have more and more members joining, um, not just from the UK, like I said, so internationally, that'd be great for us to partner up with some schools from and some other organisations um, that really buy into our idea, our ethos, so that we can help to, to deliver um, workshops and masterclasses on important life skills. And other goals as well that I see for EYG is that we could be able to help fund education for people in less um, developed countries that aren't able to access education because I'm really, really, really passionate about education. I really do think it's something everyone should have access to. So that's one of our mm. goals that once we've generated a bit more capital, we'll be able to fund education for people who aren't able to go to school or who aren't able to yeah, attend um, schools or colleges for various different reasons. Mm, that is amazing. And just a side note, so how are you like funded currently do you have donors do you have like a gofundme people can go to like what what's your method at the moment 
currently we rely on donations um and we're literally in the process of just finalizing a few details with that but yeah we rely heavily on donations um we haven't got a gofundme page but yeah we rely on donations from organizations from partners from some parents um yeah so we rely heavily on donations i see awesome so we'll be looking forward to checking back in again soon and hoping to yeah. hear about what the EYG network is doing. So the next thing that I really want to delve into after um, the EYG network, which is absolutely amazing, is the fact that you are also the co-founder of a Christian union, um, yes. Plugged In For God. So I just wanted to kind of get a bit more understanding of, again, what what drove you to co-found this what was the process like how has it <laughs> how has it changed you how has it transformed you and um yeah yeah um yeah so I am a co-founder not anymore do I lead it we've passed mm. on to the new leaders which I'm really really happy about but yeah we're, I'm a co-founder alongside one of my good friends Melissa um who was actually featured in the in one of the last episodes so please go listen to that one really yes. good episode um but yeah so we're both co-founders of a ministry called p4g plugged in for god and it all kind of kick-started in year 12 we both just started um attending our sixth form and very separate um we both felt that we wanted to start a christian union at our sixth form and we thought oh, okay yeah it'll be easy like it'll be fine because you know obviously everyone's heard of christian unions or like all these mm. different religious unions at their school so we're like it'll be fine um and we approached our like sort of like vice principal I guess and we were like okay so we want to start it we are really happy to start it can we start it and yeah it was like it was not happening he was like no you can't mm. do it um no um and because just by nature I'm very persistent and Melissa as well was persistent about it we approached him quite a few times actually so we had this idea October 2018 and we approached him quite a few times up until about December and it was just flat out no 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 um mm. and I was just like demotivated I was like you know god if you gave us this idea like kind of what's going on mm. um and then we heard back from a church opposite um our school in June of 2019 and they got back to us and said yeah we'd love to host a session here come and yeah you can bring people from your sixth form and you can host sessions there and it was great we had our first session there, and then again it kind of went through and we weren't able to use the church anymore for many different reasons and our search began again for a church, for a venue to host these Christian Union meetings. And then we finally found somewhere in February of this year. And it's, mm. it was amazing. And then um, Corona. It really was. It was amazing. Yeah. And then <laughs> Corona came. Yeah. And then Corona yeah. came and um, we weren't able to have the sessions in the church anymore. But I'm not going to lie. I think in the times where we were, where we were looking for churches or a venue at least, it really did strengthen myself and Melissa because we were like, well, Christian Union doesn't have to just be, you know, on a in a venue. We can have mm. Zoom sessions. We can have um, Skype calls. We can do things online. That's why online exists, isn't it? Um, so that's what we were doing simultaneously when we were looking for venues. And yeah, it just kind of blew up from there. That's amazing. Honestly, it shows like the importance of really persevering when you have an idea when you have a goal and sticking with it so if you spoke about you know the challenges of finding a venue and then after finding a venue like twice then obviously we had the pandemic 
and you had to you know use online tools in order to still deliver your message and your sessions mm-hmm. um and I just maybe say what how was that experience for you both personally in terms of what did you gain from founding such an important union mm. but then also what were again the practicalities of this process like obviously arranging zoom calls getting mm-hmm. people to join promotion that kind of yeah. thing so just kind of give us an insight into both the personal and the practicalities yeah um in terms of personal probably one of the best experiences of my life being able to co-found a Christian union um it's really humbling I'm not sure if everyone here that would be listening um has a faith but it's just really humbling doing something for God or doing the work of God um because I'm really really passionate about my faith everything to do with Christ drips literally out of me um so (laughs) being able to co-found the Christian union was an honor um and yeah, it was it was great to stretch myself, put myself out there and help to, I guess, lead people and to talk about our faith in a comfortable space. So that was definitely one of the best experiences of my life. In terms of practicalities, oh, it was not easy. <laughs> Let's just even put that out there. Like, I really want to dispel myths that it's just easy, that you can just start these things. It's never easy. It always requires work. Um, when Melissa and I got the first no, it was hard. The second no, hard. Third no, it was hard. Like we really were demotivated, but um, it requires a persistence. It really does require you to want it. Um, nothing in life comes for free. Nothing in life is easy. So it did require a lot of hard work in terms of us organizing Zoom calls goodness it was hard at times you know we'd want to organize with people they drop out or they cancel things just didn't always go our way and for someone like me who's super organized I just it used to make me feel somehow but again this has really taught me that things don't always go your way um Mm. we had some amazing zoom sessions like we had some great guest speakers some of my favorite mentors that we've had um, come and speak to people um, some really good sessions but in terms of practicalities it wasn't always easy sometimes you know the turnout wasn't always what we wanted like you know we'd want like x amount of people and we didn't we wouldn't even get up to half of that and mm. it really took a sort of humbling sort of humility for us to realize that it's not about how many people come it's not about um, how many people go tell their friends. It's really just about the quality. Like, what are you giving them? What are they going to be able to take out from it? Because at the end of the day, we're not playing with people's lives here. Like, we really do want people to grow in Christ. Um, so, yeah, I definitely say that. And then I think another challenge would also be because our Christian union um, started to gain more people internationally. So we had people joining us from international places it was a bit harder to manage some of the people at times. Another challenge would probably have been, we had international members. So sometimes we'd have people from like Belgium, we had people from from some parts of Africa. And the issue was because people come from different places, people have different ideas about how things should be run or how things should be. So sometimes we had to deal with that. And we also had to deal with just random phone calls. Like sometimes you just have people who'd want to talk about things, which is completely fine. I had no issue with that. But you just have to always be prepared. Um, And I always tell people, when you are a leader, you're not only just leading people, but you're also a transparent figure. Like, people do look into you and they want to, like, see things about you and, like, look up to you. Um, So it was really important as Christian Union leaders that we were transparent and honest with people. 
um, because it's not an easy role. Um, and yeah, at the end of the day, we're accountable to God. Like it really doesn't matter what anyone else on here on this earth has to say. When we now get to heaven, it's really just going to be between us and God and he will hold us accountable. So it's just always trying to get the balance right and not being too overbearing, but also being leaders that people could look up to. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think you guys did that job um, excellently. I mean, for the <laughs> listeners to have like context, because obviously as part of the Christian Union, um, as someone who'd never really been part of like that formal setup of the yeah. union before, yeah. um, I found it really empowering. I mean, um. I am probably one of the offenders of <laughs> my lack of turnout, and I apologize. It's so alright. Was I'm gonna give backstory in this because I feel like why not? So I worked on Mondays and Fridays, and these would be the days when oh, there were Christian yeah. Union sessions. So it was just so frustrating because I'd be like trying to get home in time for a zoom call and never quite made it but um it was just really um it's a really powerful network um union to be a part of and if melissa was so like intentional in terms of sending us messages on the whatsapp group chat making sure everyone's okay wishing happy birthdays like encouraging discussion about christ which i think is so important sometimes that we miss in terms of faith is that it's important to discuss let's talk about what we understand what we don't understand so um that was really really a very empowering part of being um part of the christian union or p4g um so talking of p4g talking of Christ and one of the things that me and Ife discussed in the lead up to this podcast and something that she wanted to talk about was for her love of faith and for like encouraging younger people and instilling confidence I just maybe wanted to go into like where do you think that that stems from and how how do you continue to cultivate that motivation how do you stay strong and steadfast in your faith how do you continue to be motivated in um, instilling confidence in 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 younger people because I remember when you started the um, the EYG network and at first I'd assumed that it was for people our age because just generally you'd assume like I'm gonna do something that helps like the people in my age bracket but the yeah. fact that you're helping people younger in a way is almost more impactful because taking the lessons that you learn from those stages and try and implant them back to mm-hmm. people who are a lot younger so yeah. just how do you keep that kind of motivation how do you stay steadfast in your faith and in your work yeah um in terms of the work i mean there are loads of organizations out there that do things for people 16 and above like loads and loads of organizations that do things for 16 to 18 year olds graduates and all of those things but i really felt like organizations and just the market in general were not targeting or focusing on people between the ages of 11 to 16 so that whole secondary school period um which is you know in its way it's got its advantages and disadvantages but i really did feel like they were being skipped and secondary school i think is probably one of your most character building experiences um because you learn a lot of things and you kind of move with the crowd and you start to learn more about yourself Um, So I really do think it's a place where you can encourage and equip people. And there were just a lot of things that happened to me when I was younger that I really just wanted to be able to help other young people. Um, Confidence is something that I just, a lot of people say, oh, were you born out of the womb being confident? I was like, no, but (laughs) I just always liked who I was. I never really felt like I had an issue with who I was. 
there were loads of times obviously where people would question me or make me feel less than I was but knowing who I am or having a sense of your identity really helped and I really did think that secondary school that's probably one of your harder like hardest times where you are not always so sure of yourself or confidence wise you're not always the best and confidence doesn't just have to be for females like confidence is for everyone like I really want to dispel the myth that it's just for girls or like just for women to be confident like guys men everyone can be confident um so that Mm. was definitely one of the reasons that pushed me as well to create EYG in terms of my faith um I never really knew Christ, even though I grew up in a Christian household until I was 16 and I had my own personal encounter with God. And then from there, my life kind of just did a 360. And I was like, well, if I can see what Christ has done for me, I want other people to see that as well. There were loads of times and there still are times where I'm like, oh, what if people don't want to hear? But at the end of the day, like, you know, it's something that is really, really like big for me. And I really just want as many people to hear and I pray that people are touched from it. Um, and there are going to be times, like I'm going to be so honest, where I'm just like, oh gosh, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like doing anything. Mm. Like I'm just like, yeah, God, I'm tired. But um, <laughs> I really just have to say that, you know, it's all the times where I have put in effort and I've read my Bible, I've got to know God. I always say you have to have a personal relationship with God yourself. Your parents can't do it for you, nor your aunts or uncles or friends or cousins. You need to want to have a relationship, just like how you have friendships, relationships. Mm. Want to know God, because as you start to know God, you start to learn more about his attributes and who is he and what does he have planned for my life. Um, And yeah, like, that's my homie, because me and God, like, we're best (laughs) friends, like, even when I'm feeling down, you know, there's still times where I will just be reminded of scriptures and kind of just be encouraged again because it's not every day that I'm going to be on my spiritual high. But yeah, um, that's just how I stay encouraged, to be honest. That's amazing. It's so true. Just kind of the idea of growing a relationship and and, yeah. and it being because you want that relationship, not because yeah, exactly. everyone else around you is kind of, you know, telling you to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really think it's really important um the kind of message that you're sending so guys if it is not just uh in charge of a social enterprise she didn't just start or co-found the christian union but she's also in a part of something called the inter-religious commonwealth youth alliance now that is a very big <laughs> title so if i'm gonna allow you to inform the audience of what is that about how did you get involved Uh, What are you looking forward to with this role? Just let the people know. Yeah, sure. Um, So it's a bit of a mouthy one, Interreligious Commonwealth Youth Alliance. But yes, I'm a youth ambassador um, with this Interreligious Alliance. And essentially, this alliance was birthed actually quite recently. So the people who host this alliance birthed it out of um, the Commonwealth Jewish Council. They wanted to make an alliance for... Um, I can't remember how many of us, but for people aged 18 to 28 to come represent their faith and try and find ways that we can make a more positive society that um, accepts other people's religions. So that's really what it's about. Um, In terms of how I got elected, um, really and truly, it's God, number one. Um, Two, 
I never really thought I was making an impact, to be honest. I just think I'm doing my thing. I never really expect people to be watching me. If you end up watching me, that's great. If you're not, that's also okay. Um, but I didn't realize that my church have actually been following me and checking out all the stuff that I've been doing. Um, so I was put forward by my church, actually, to represent um, part of Europe, which is England, that, we're, that I'm from. Um, and I put forward my application and yeah, they said that they're happy to have me and they're really excited for me to work on the alliance with them. And I was super, super excited because I've always had a dream of representing like UN sort of stuff or being able to talk about mm. my faith in spaces like that, because my faith is part of who I am. Um, and I'd really like to talk about that with other people. Um, and then this, this is the best place because there are people from Europe, Africa, Asia, like all the continents, and we all come together and talk about our faith. So I'll be working with people who are Hindu, Muslim, Buddhist, Rastafarian, like from all different walks of life, all different religions. And we all come together to find ways that we can understand each other's religions. How can we bridge the gap in society to make it more um, harmonious? Um, how can we um, get more people to be educated, which is also something I'm very passionate about. How can we help families that aren't really able to family plan or who don't have access to hospitals? How can we help them with that? How can we um, create more um, religious friendly spaces basically? Um, so I'm really excited to be um, an ambassador and it comes with its perks because number one, the title is amazing. <laughs> um, but two, because I get to meet people from different parts of the Commonwealth, which is something that I'm haven't really done before so I get to meet people from like India people from America Canada and all the different um different places and different countries so I'm really excited um I'm also really excited as well because I'm very very vocal about my faith I'm very vocal about education um and discrimination all of that stuff so it all just ties in very very well because those are all the parts of, and all the things that I'll be talking about as an ambassador um, and yeah, I don't know where the role is going to take me, but I'm super excited. Okay, that sounds so amazing. Like, I'm so big on um, the idea of respecting other people's yeah. religions and, and coming to a place where we can say, you believe this, I believe this, but we can collaborate in a meaningful way yeah. in order to make the changes that we want to see. So are you going to be representing the whole of England? <laughs> well... <laughs> When you say it like that, it kind right. of seems scary. Okay. Is that what we're doing? Um, but we just... do... <laughs> That's amazing. I'm so, so proud, honestly. I think it's fantastic. Um, just for you podcast listeners, like, Ife is one of the most, like, inspirational people that I know, period. So this is just so cool. But, yeah. So, Ife, that's really well, I also awesome. wanted to add something as well. Yeah, of course. Go um, ahead. They're looking for more people to fill roles. So I can't remember some of the other continents, but they are looking for some people from Europe. So if any of um, Omie's listeners that are in any areas of Europe that are interested and have a passion about their faith and all things religion, please, please do get in touch with me because I can put you forward. Um, they are looking for some more people. Absolutely. I will. Um, all of Ife's socials will be um, in the description box of this podcast episode and they will also be all up on my Instagram. I follow Ife on all platforms and all of that stuff. So yeah. I will definitely, if you need to, just get in touch with Ife and she'll sort you out with that. Okay. Um, so the next thing 
that we are going to talk about um, as we kind of draw to the end of this um, episode, really, is um, a question that I had that's a bit kind of, I just thought about when I thought of Ife because she has quite a presence like on social media in terms of just videos on on Instagram and some of the the content that you put out. And I was just wondering if you could maybe um, tell us what role social media plays in the various aspects of what you do. So, for example, the EYG network, your Mm. faith. Um, the Christian Union so how important is social media to that work what are the positives of that what are the negatives of that do you have any advice for someone trying to grow a social media following to help with their work that Mm. kind of thing yeah Um, social media is so important to today's society Uh, it's probably one of the fastest ways that you can gain followers, outreach, engagement. So I definitely say tap into social media if you want to put yourself out there. Um, In terms of EYG, I have a lovely team and someone on the team who's dedicated to the social media team. um, And she does fantastic work. So I'm really, really grateful in that aspect. But I kind of had to step out of my comfort zone actually with my personal Instagram because I used to use my personal Instagram before just for like posting pics and calling it a day. But now I've kind of stepped out and spoken more about my faith and confidence and all the things that I love. Um, And it kind of forced me to learn how to use Instagram better because, you know, if you use the app really like regularly, you don't really like know how to use it proper, proper. Like I was just like, oh yeah, Instagram, post pics, upload, boom. But I had to start learning, okay, there's IGTV. Like how can I make use of that? There's my stories, Mm. how can I make use of that? There's now reels, how can I even make use of reels? Um, And it's really helped because, yeah, I get DMs from people at times and they'll question me about some of the things that I've put up on my page or they'll want advice or for me to mentor them. And I'm just like, oh, this is great. This is really, really good. Um, But I also think you do need to be careful as well because you don't want to be taking on too many things, which is something that sometimes I struggle with. I kind of feel like I can do too many things. So with social media, I felt like, okay, I can do this and I can do that. But yeah, I've learned not to always do those type of things. But yeah, I used to host a live called Tea Thursday, which used to stand for Testimony Thursdays. I'm planning to start that back again soon. But yeah, it was just a space for people of faith to share their testimonies and anything in their life that's been great, amazing, how God has come through for them. Um, so I really, really encourage the use of social media. You can connect with people. I have quite a few friends that I've made over this quarantine actually from the U.S., um, and parts of the um, like Middle Eastern countries. So I'm quite happy with social media. It's just always having to be careful, isn't it? Because you don't want to be do- using it too excessively. There are times where I feel like social media becomes my mini god and it's like I'm continuously mm. on it. And I just like, mm. nah, I need to check myself because it's not every day I need to be spending time on Insta. Exactly. So, yeah. That is so true. I just, and I think it's so valuable to have this conversation because, um, as someone who I I never really used social media properly until this year. I mean, I'd say I was a recreational like Instagram user. Yeah. Didn't know how to operate Twitter. So for me, especially starting the podcast, it led me to I had to develop skills mm. in not just navigating those platforms but yeah. also using them effectively exactly. I think it's something I'm still like working to develop but, yeah. um, 
it's such a skill, honestly. It really it's, is. It, um, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to put Ife's page here again, but it's just so important to see like people who are curating pages and feeds that are meaningful. Um, and I think it's so important to kind of use the tools that we have available to us as young people yeah. to, to push the agendas and the things that we want to change exactly. in the world. Exactly. There's so, so many things out there. Um, I never used to know how to edit things. I still don't really like doing it, to be honest, but you learn. And like Omi say, you really just like get on with it and you learn, um, which exactly. is one of the most beautiful things. There's so many apps out there. And like I say, I love to research. I just research quickly what's the best one for this. And then, yeah. Honestly, it's so crazy. Like I never would have thought I'd edit a podcast or like <laughs> create I use Canva for like Instagram posts yes, and stuff. Yes. I just never thought that it would be something that I'd sit down and do. I made a TikTok the other day. Haven't posted ah! it. Don't think I have an intention of doing so, but like it was quite a good feeling. I gave in to the oh, thing. I did like a little um, uni hall thing. I might do it again. Who knows? TikTok, think, TikTok. Wow. Honestly, that one, ah, I don't know about that one. But um, it's just really important to use the tools that we have available to us as young people. So as this episode begins to draw to a close, we've had an amazing guest, Ife, who, again, founder of the EYG Network. Um, co-founder of a Christian union she's also going to be part of the inter-religious commonwealth youth alliance I said it all um so if a what are the plans for the future for I guess the end of 2020 going into 2021 like what are we working towards I'm just working towards a stress-free life to be honest I tend to stress a lot um but this quarantine has probably been one of my stress-free periods i haven't stressed out one bit so i'm working mm. towards for this 2020 my christmas present to myself no stress um i just want to live life with no stress to be honest um for 2021 live life and be satisfied be content um obviously like i said i've got quite a few things going on now so i'm not planning to take on many other things um i'm really just happy with where i am um i've just finished mentoring actually five set of girls beautiful amazing girls um they are all so unique and individual in their own ways i love them all um but it kind of made me sit down and say actually i don't think i'll be able to mentor for the rest of this year that i probably will start up again in 2021 just so i can take up some more time for myself and be able to soak up a bit more for myself so that when i pour into their lives i'm pouring in meaningful things into their lives um, so yeah, in terms of academics, to go on to study my law degree, um, EYG, like I said at the beginning, for it to just carry on growing and booming. And in terms of me being an ambassador for the Commonwealth Alliance, it's just for me to be in a space where I can talk about my faith, educate people on my faith, and then to really, really help people that are in disadvantaged places to get education, because everyone should have access to education. So yeah, those are my main goals. That's amazing, Ife. So my last question to Ife, our amazing guest, is going to be advice because what we do here on this podcast is we enrich people with skills, with, with transferable skills in which you can take on into your daily lives to develop and improve yourself. So Ife, the question I have for you is what are, what's your advice, what are your top tips to our listeners in terms of faith, in terms of um um networking in terms of starting something fresh let's say what are the two main things if you could summarize it down to two that you think 
our listeners should be doing or just tips for them? Yeah, um, I'll give you one faith and then one non-faith. In terms of one non-faith, I would say be comfortable taking risk. You are young, probably. Um, um, so take risk. You really can't live life or experience life fully without taking risks. It's really important that you take those big steps. Even if you get it wrong, it's okay because you can learn from it. Um, so I'd say take big steps, take risks, contact people that you would never think to contact and just make those bold steps because from there you really learn a bit more about yourself. And then in terms of faith, like I always say, I always end with my Billy Graham quote, it's really the Holy Spirit's job to convict, God's job to judge and our job to love. In everything that we do, it's really important that we're loving people, showing them love and never feeling that make, we're making them judged or anything. So yeah that's what i'd say just keep showing people love even when it's hard just keep showing people love hey faith thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast no i hope that you guys have felt as enlightened as empowered that i have <laughs> knowing that there's young people out there doing things that are incredible amazing and i hope that you feel motivated and inspired if you have that idea it's been sitting at the back of your mind come on do it, it. Yeah. what was that Begin <laughs> right now because like there's no time like the present there's no time like you will always have an excuse as to why not now why yes. can't you do it now I mean yes. just to like share something very brief um because this is what Ife does she makes me want to like share things so <laughs> I think maybe a month was it a month no, it was actually a couple of weeks before I started my podcast. I thought, oh, no, like, you shouldn't do that. Like, there's no point. Like, you're going to uni. Like, who would, who wants to listen to your voice? Like, no, there's no need for it. Push through those doubts. Push through those kind of things in the back of your head that are just like, oh, no, you can't do this. And, and really convict yourself. If you have something that you care about, that you want to be empowered by, then please, please, please take that step. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this latest episode of the podcast and interview with Ife, founder of the EYG Network and a co-founder of a Christian Union. Um, I hope that you took something from it. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at omiers underscore corner. You know the vibes. If you're not following me, why not? And um, all of Ife's socials and any other resources will be found in the description box. So I hope you guys have really enjoyed this episode. And I'll catch you in the next one. Toodle pip.